You think it's funny that somebody on a YouTube asked if I'm single? I know. So <laughs> I was like, what was I wearing that day? Is Kara single? I'm just wondering. <laughs> She's not. Just so we know. She's with me. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Megan. <sighs> this is the Witch's Magic Murder oh. Mystery Podcast. Hey, I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Hello. Hello. Um, today I have a witch story. Um, okay. I, again, I needed, I still needed that break. I've been having like nightmares, just bad dreams that are like horrible. And so I'm just like, I, I need a break from the murders. I think it yes. was the Yens and Elizabeth. Oh, you did a lot of research on yeah. that. And so I'm just like, I just need another week without it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I also have a really science heavy episode coming. Oh, I love it when that happens. It's very physics heavy. So it's going to take a while for Megan's- me. Uh, it's going to hurt the science industry. all our brains, but it's fascinating. So, and also, today is our 150th <gasps> episode. I know. Happy, uh, happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. 150. I'm just like amazed. What? That's insane to me. Like, and it's been almost two years. I know. It's halfway to Halloween. I know. All right. So we're going back to the 17th century, uh-huh. Lancashire, England, uh-huh. where you and I would both absolutely have. Is it Lancashire or Lanarkshire? It's Lenin. <laughs> Lancashire. There's no R in there. <laughs> What's Lenarkshire? <laughs> that was basically going to be like, oh, it's whatever you say it is. I have yeah, the contest. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So Words. we would definitely be accused of witchcraft in 17th oh, century gotcha. England. There were two rival families. Mm-hmm. The Southern family, led by Elizabeth the Southern. Ooh. She'd been known as a witch for like 50 years. Ooh. And the Chaddix family, led by a woman named Anne Whittle. And both of these women are in their 80s okay. at this point. Elizabeth Southern was also known as Old Dimdike. I looked it up. What a nickname. I was like, why? I don't want to mispronounce that. And Anne Whittle was also known as Mother Chaddix, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I don't know why. Old them back. So I'm going to refer to them mostly by those nicknames yeah. because there are other Elizabeths and oh. Anne's in the story. So of course there is. I feel like everybody's name was it, that. It, in that time yeah. in Europe, for sure. Or England. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about this before, but back in those days, of course, it was just a normal part of life that there were like village healers in mm. towns who were really into like magic and natural healing. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Biddy Early, Grace Sherwood, Mother Shipton, Leah mm-hmm. Smock. Like those are all yeah. examples of the witches. It's yeah. The same type of thing. So I fit like maybe it was just all a big pharmaceutical company conspiracy. <laughs> we don't like natural medicine. We don't like it. Isn't it funny? Nobody though, take it. How now a lot of these things that they did, the natural medicine type stuff, is becoming way more the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And hundred years ago, these women were completely some Pretty of them died for, for it. it. Yeah. So we're talking about Pendle Forest, which is in Lancashire, Pendle Mm -hmm. Hill, that whole area. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of money to be made in witchcraft, and reports of witchcraft were a regular thing. The idea here is that the Southerns and the Chaddixes each wanted to be known as, like, the best witches. That witch. Like, the (laughs) 100% (laughs) that witch. The real witch is, like, the most powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King James the first, it's like the Hatfields and McCoys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but of witch, but of witch, do it witchy style. <laughs> <laughs> so King James the first was in power at the time, and his distaste for witchcraft was well known even before he took the throne. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew he hates witchcraft. He wrote a right. book called Demonology, mm-hmm. instructing the reader to condemn and prosecute not only those who practice witchcraft 
but also those who supported people who practiced witchcraft. As king, his feelings about witchcraft had great influence on how the general public felt about it, too. Because, you know, you got to remember, you don't want to get on the king's bad side (laughs) ever. Yeah, no, no, no. So, Professor... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Professor Ronald Hutton from the University of Bristol referred to demonology as a mandate for the British to fight witches. So that's the context we're in yeah. when all this happens. And in Lancashire, where the Pendle Forest was located, it was known for being like a rough, crime-ridden type of place. Okay. Old Dimdike, Elizabeth Southern, had a granddaughter named Allison Device. It's Alice Zen with a Z. That's interesting. I'm going to say it wrong. I'm going to say it, Allison. Allison. I can't help myself. On March 21st, 1621, Allison was on the road to Trodden Forest. And passed by... You're doing great. Thank you. Uh Thank you. Passed by a peddler. (laughs) Now I can't say any words. It's like like the bad ones. It's like you complimented me and then I I couldn't say passed. (laughs) God passed. (laughs) She passed by a peddler named John Law and she asked him for some pins. 17th century metal pins were handmade and relatively expensive and they were often used for magical purposes like healing... Mm -hmm. Particularly for treating warts, oh. divination, and for love magic. Whoa. <laughs> so this may be why Allison needed them, and also why John Law didn't want to sell them to her. Oh, he was like, he was a witch. Yeah. Either way, he didn't want to sell them to her. I don't know if she was begging for them or if she was going to pay for them, mm-hmm. but he just was like, I can't no. do that. Shortly afterward, like maybe even minutes afterward, oh. he had a stroke. Oh. He didn't die, though. Allison later went to visit him and confessed that when he wouldn't give or sell her the pins, she had told the devil to lame him. So she's like, I put a curse on you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wished that I willed it to be. Yeah. So she asked for his forgiveness. And like, oh she gosh. did this on her own. He wasn't accusing her right. of anything. Right. But she heard that it happened and she's like, oh, oh I feel really guilty. I'm, I'm so powerful. I don't even I didn't know, know that I don't I know my happen. own power. So listen, I used to work with a lady who would say that, yeah, I am so powerful that I can think somebody to be dead and they're going to be dead. And she named a couple of people and I was like, they died of cancer. You knew they were dying. They were literally terminally ill when you they, said this. They were dying. What? Also, what a terrible thing to say out loud. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like she yeah, was crazy. I made them die. She she got angry at me and one of my friends one time because my friend told me that she wanted to put my gay brother in her pocket and carry him around because he's so cute and adorable and hilarious. And she got up in my face and said, that's not God's will. And I said, to put a person. <laughs> to put a person, yeah. <laughs> Surely you're not referring to the gay part. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. She was a mess. Yeah. Anyways. At the time, he had the stroke. She went, apologized, took responsibility for it, asked for his forgiveness. And he didn't do anything. In that moment. Okay. It's just like, okay. He's like, you're crazy. (laughs) But here's something else you need to know. Earlier that year, every justice of the peace in Lancashire was ordered to put together a list of people in their area who refused to attend the English church and take communion. (gasps) What? Because it's a criminal offense. So this is the whole issue with the Catholic church. Right. You know? So they don't like Catholics. You got to go to the Christian church. So being a witch is bad. Also being a Catholic is bad. Right, right, right. The Justice of the Peace in Pendle was a man named Roger Noel. Hmm. 
Professor Malcolm Gaskill from the University of East Anglia called Roger an ambitious man. Oh. Whose path to success in his career rested in identifying, quote, nonconformists like Catholics or witches mm-hmm. and bring them to justice. Oh. He sounds like a great human. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like any kind of incentive for catching people like that. Uh-huh. It motivates you to perhaps catch the wrong people or catch right, innocent exactly. people, you know? Just go on a literal witch hunt. Yeah. So John Law's family made a complaint to Roger that John had been injured by witchcraft, and Roger opened an investigation. Mm. So Allison Device was summoned to appear before Noel, along with her mother Elizabeth, and her brother James on March 30th, 1612. Okay. So, let's see. What day did it start? March uh, 21st. This is only nine days later. Yeah. So, Allison... Her mother, Elizabeth, and her brother, James, were summoned to appear before Noel, and Allison confessed under torture that she had sold her soul to the devil and that she had told the devil to lame John Law. Allison's brother, James, said that his sister had also confessed to bewitching a local child, which I'm like, James. James, why? Yeah. He's over. Oh, yeah. She also did this. Don't, don't forget that part, sis. I'm not. I'm not guilty, but y'all should know what else she's done. <laughs> and then her mother, Elizabeth was less chatty. Uh-huh. The only thing they got her to admit was that her mother, old Demdike, had a mark on her body that many, including Roger Knoll, considered to be a mark left by the devil after oh. he had sucked her blood. So this is the whole thing. Yeah, like a mole or birthmark. This or, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. And then right we're there. All, we're all evil. Yeah, you've got it right there in the same mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Roger asked Allison about Anne Whittle, Mother Chaddix, remember? Mm-hmm. And their rivals. Why? Why would that even come up? Did Roger ask her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he sees this opportunity. Yeah. That's when it feels like this becomes one of those instances of forcing one witch to turn in other witches in order to save herself, you know? Yeah. And remember that I said that they're rivals. Uh-huh. So the reason they were rivals is because they had been feuding for years. In 1601, someone in the Chaddix family broke into the home of the Southern family and stole items that were worth one pound. It's about 100 pounds now, but still doesn't seem like enough mm-hmm. for an all-out family no. feud. <laughs> but no. it is really infuriating when someone violates Takes your yeah. security. So, Beyond all that, Allison blamed the death of her father, John Device, on Mother Chaddix. Oh. Allison claimed that her father was so afraid of Ann Whittle, Mother Chaddix, that he had agreed to give her 8 pounds, 3.6 kilograms, of oatmeal. Every year, if she promised not to hurt his family. So he's like, leave us alone. And I will give, give you, you oat. this oatmeal every year. <laughs> so he did that every that year. Quaker Oats was made? Yes. 100%. <laughs> um, he did that every year until the year before he died. And on his deathbed, John Device claimed that his sickness had been caused by Mother Chaddix because he had not paid her the oatmeal. That's Allison amazing. also brought up the deaths of four men that had happened years before and said that Mother Chaddix was the one who had murdered them as well. Oh. Yeah. So, Allison accused, is accused... She's telling all the tales here. Yeah. She just couldn't stop talking. Yeah. So, Allison is accused of causing John Law to have a stroke, and then that leads to her own confession of witchcraft, as well as throwing her family and the Chaddix family under the bus. It's just like, let's all go. Yeah. On April 2nd, 1612, Old Demdike and Mother Chaddix, who were both, like I said, in their 80s uh-huh. and blind at this point. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Along with Mother Chaddix's daughter, Anne Redfern, were summoned what to appear cool before Noel. There's a lot of good names. Yeah. So they're summoned to appear before Noel. And that's when Old Demdike and Mother Chaddix both give pretty damaging confessions. Oh. 
So old Dimdike confessed to having given her soul to the devil 20 years earlier. When she was 60? Apparently so. But she had been practicing witchcraft for longer than that. I think it's just it had reached. Janet found her. Yes. Always. That Janet. Janet. <laughs> Queen of the witches. <laughs> Mother Chaddock said that she, too, had given her soul away, but to, quote, a thing like a Christian man on his promise that she would not lack anything and would get any revenge she desired. So hmm? I think she's saying that the, the devil took the form of a, of Christian, a Christian man. Okay. And Redfern confessed to nothing. <laughs> but old Dimdike was like, listen, I saw Anne Redfern making clay figures, which was something <laughs> akin to like voodoo dolls. But oh not voodoo gosh. dolls because we're not talking about voodoo, right. but something like that. So another <laughs> woman named Margaret Crook came forward to make a complaint to Noel. So she's not a witch. She's someone who's saying she's affected by it. She said that her brother had once been in, in an argument with Anne Redfern. And afterward, he had gotten sick and died. And when he was sick before he died, he had blamed his sickness on Redfern. Man, next time I get a cold. I know. That's the thing. It's like, just people could say anything. Yeah. And there's no defending yourself, you know? Here's Like we keep saying. Yeah, it's hearsay. <laughs> Anne Redfern and Johnny Depp, you know? Yep. <laughs> so based on the evidence, uh-huh. question mark, question mark, question mark, that he had gathered and the confessions he had obtained, Roger Knoll ordered that Old Demdike, Mother Chaddix, Anne Redfern, and Allison Device be detained to await trial for Maleficium, mm. which is where the word Maleficent came from, right? Ugh. So Maleficium means causing harm by witchcraft. I had no idea that, that that's where Maleficent, Maleficent came from. Wow. Makes me happy. Yeah. Okay, Good so job, Disney. They got, yeah. Way to do your research. <laughs> I think Disney's going to do well, don't you? I think I mean, they're going to go places. <laughs> so they go to jail. Now, Elizabeth Device, who is Allison's mother, uh-huh. old Dimdike's daughter, right. held a secret meeting for people who were sympathetic to what was happening to her family. So she's like, isn't this awful? What an outrage. Let's uh-huh. all get together and have a meeting about it. This meeting took place on Good Friday mm. when all the good people should have uh-huh. been at church. Oh, no. <laughs> But Roger Knoll found out about it. And so I think that the fact that there's a meeting's bad. Yeah. But also the fact that it was on Good Friday. Right. When everybody's supposed worse, to. Worse. Yeah. Right. Taking communion. And- so he held an inquiry to find out what the meeting was for. Oh, my gosh. Who was there mm-hmm. and what had happened there. This led to the detainment of eight more people to go to trial. Elizabeth and James Device, who uh-huh. we already met, Allison's right. brother. Jeanette Device, which is Allison's sister. Okay. As well as people who weren't even part of the Southern or Chaddix families. Just random neighbors. Jane Bullcock and her son, John Bullcock, Alice Nutter, Catherine Hewitt, and Alice Gray. Quick aside, because this messed me up forever when I was trying to research this. In some cases, even in some of the sources that I've linked here, Jeanette Device is referred to as Jeanette Preston. Hmm. But if you read through them, it doesn't make any sense because it'll be like, well, Jeanette Preston is one of these and she was found guilty of witchcraft and hanged in July of that year. And then it says, and then she testified in August. And I'm like, but how she's dead. her ghost. And so I think the confusion comes from this. Jeanette Preston was a woman who was found guilty of witchcraft and hanged a month before this goes to trial. Okay. And one of the judges in Jeanette Preston's trial also goes on to preside over this trial of the Pendleton Witches. Oh. So 
having the two Jeanettes apparently makes it, it confusing. confusing. I don't know. But just in case you start reading. <laughs> what if he was like, I just, didn't I just deal with yeah, Jeanette? We already did this. Jeanette, I thought you I. are a witch. <laughs> yeah. So just in case you start reading about it and get confused like I did, I finally found a book that like went through like it all. all out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now I understand. So okay. Elizabeth's daughter is Jeanette Device. Okay. And that is the Jeanette involved in the Pendleton okay. Witch Trials. Jeanette Preston is not a part of this trial at all. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So there were the original four that were detained uh-huh. plus those new eight. Right. Now we have the 12 Pendleton witches because remember King James the first wrote that book and it's like, you can't even be supportive of witchcraft, mm-hmm. which is why even being at that meeting that Was Elizabeth Southern had you're accused of, you're just yeah. as guilty. That apparently means you're just as guilty right. as the, those who practice witchcraft. Yep. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so straightener exciting. and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against the ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one nice and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com Using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market. Created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. 
If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. So, old Dimdike ended up dying in confinement before the trial, so now there's only 11 left to go to trial. And this would later become known as the Lancashire Witch Trials. It was an unusual trial in that it was documented in an official publication, The Wonderful Discovery of Witches in the County of Lancaster, written by the clerk of court named Thomas Potts. So this is why... familiar. We know so much. Well, there's also like a documentary. Or there's something. a lot of books that have spawned off of that. Okay, and it's one of the few witch trials that we have all this documentation on, and it's also the story has remained a really well-known legend mm-hmm. because of this book. And we'll talk more about the book in a few minutes. The Pendle witches were tried in a group that also included the Samuels Samuelsbury witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know them. Yeah, Samuelsbury yeah, yeah, yeah. witches. Studied them nonstop. <laughs> the charges against whom included child murder and cannibalism. Oh, my God. A woman named Margaret Pearson, who was known as the Padaham witch, <laughs> who was facing her third trial. Oh, my God. Trial, this time for killing a horse. And Isabel Roby from Wendell, accused of using witchcraft to cause sickness. It's a group trial. The 12 Pinda witches, three Samuelsbury witches, the Padaham witch, and yeah, the one just, witch from Wendell. He's like, let's just get it all out. Yeah. Let's we're going to do you all at once because this is out. Roger Noel and he's ambitious mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going to make I'm a gonna do it all here. The other thing that's really interesting, if you look into the, when I think the witch trials automatically go to the Salem witch trials, right. yeah, yeah. where we know it was a whole lot of witches yeah. and a whole lot of yeah. executions at once. That wasn't the norm in England. No. So there were witch trials that took place over like three centuries, but they were generally pretty, I mean, if you went on trials being a witch, you were in a pretty bad position to begin with. But like this one woman made it through two other trials, right? Mm -hmm. Like you weren't always found guilty and sometimes you could bring new evidence and be set free. It wasn't like it was here. Yeah. (laughs) And then the idea of having this many witches at once is one of the reasons why this trial stands out because Mm -hmm. it was unusual for England, at least at the time. Yeah. So there were two judges presiding over the trial, Sir James Altham and Sir Edward Bromley. Bromley was hoping for a promotion to a circuit closer to London. Oh, was he? And Altham was nearing the end of his judicial career, but he'd been accused of a miscarriage of justice um, not long before this. (laughs) Lovely. Yeah, where a woman had been sentenced to death by hanging. So both of them had reasons to want to be right. on the king's good side. Right. And they may have thought that the best way to gain his favor was by convicting some witches. Get Lots some of dangerous them. witches Lots of off the streets. Get them out of, off the, get out of the forest. Get, <laughs> get out of the forest. I'll be in the kitchen. Me <laughs> in the forest. So let's keep that in mind for Thomas Potts too, right? Like we know the judges had ambitions. But Thomas Potts, the guy who wrote the book that details this whole thing, Judge Bromley read the book before publication and declared it to be truly reported. But I don't know how much faith I have in Bromley's right. objectivity. Yeah. And one article I read said that Potts, quote, certainly used this book to gain the king's favor. And in the book, Potts cited demonology in it several times. Of course he did. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all just one big, like, we're going to make the king happy. He's yeah. Gonna- He's going to reward us. He's going to do great things for us. Yes. And another thing is, the book is presented like it's a verbatim account, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't give you word for word what was said. Right. It just tells you what happened. Oh, okay. Which is important to keep in mind. Yeah. 
Now, nine-year-old Jeanette Device, Allison's sister, was one of the accused oh, yeah. Pendle witches. Yeah. But she was also... She was nine? She was nine, oh, which that God. is really important. And we're going to talk about all its implications later because it had implications that really made a big impact on things. Yeah. So today we'd say she made a deal. She testified against the rest of them and we'll go easy on you, right? Right. So she's nine. <laughs> so now normally someone her age wouldn't have been allowed to be such an important witness. But when it comes to witch trials, all the normal rules went out the window. <laughs> In King James's book, he had written, children, women, and liars. <laughs> they just go hand in hand. But this is the best part. Children, women, and liars can be witnesses over oh, high treason against God. We were going to that? I just keep reading it. Children, women, and, and liars. liars. It's okay. Be. It's okay if you lie. What? What? What's the point? I don't... <laughs> Children, women, and liars can be witnesses over high treason against God. But you're... You're, you're already saying they're lying. Is a witness, but they're lying about it? Yeah. I done seen her on the corner of the street trying to buy them pens. And I'm lying, but that's okay because King James. And I told you under oath that I'm going to lie about this. I just said it's okay because the king said it's good. Yeah. What? Just, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so nine year old Jeanette Device was allowed to be a witness. Day one of the trial, August 18th, 1612. Anne Whittle, Mother Chaddix, is accused of the murder of Robert Nutter. She pled not guilty. Of course. But remember earlier, she had confessed to Roger. No. Yeah. Now, they say it's likely that she was under torture at well, the time yeah. of her confession. Yeah. And her confession was read in court. Mm. And then, aside from that, a man named James Robinson had lived with the Chaddix family 20 years earlier and said that he remembered that Robert had accused Mother Chaddix of turning his beer sour. You left it out. <laughs> Anne broke down and admitted her guilt. Asked God for forgiveness and asked that the judges be merciful to her daughter, Anne Redfern. Mm. She's found guilty. Of course. Next up is Elizabeth Device. Potts' book that we keep talking about right. said that Elizabeth was, quote, an odious witch. Oh. Who suffered from a facial deformity resulting in her left eye being set lower than her right. Odious means repulsive. And that language right there is what made me stop when I was reading on this and remember that Thomas Paz is probably also like it's not like he's some sort of right fair and balanced right yeah she is charged with the murders of James Robinson okay John, I assume a different Robinson right. that we just talked about James Robinson John Robinson and together with Allison Alice Nutter and Old Dimdike the murder of Henry Mitten oh my God Elizabeth was adamant that she was innocent. Hmm. The main witness against Elizabeth Device was her daughter, oh. Jeanette. When Jeanette entered the courtroom, her mother screamed. And Jeanette demanded that Elizabeth be removed from the court before she climbed onto a table, because she's nine, and gave evidence against her mother. She said Elizabeth had been a witch for three or four years and that she had a familiar in the shape of a brown dog that she called Ball. And Jeanette said she'd heard her mother ask Ball to help with various murders. And Elizabeth was found guilty. Okay. James Device, Allison's brother, remember? Mm -hmm. He was accused. It was like, oh, by the way. Yeah, don't forget this. That's all this. He was accused of the murders of Anne Townley and John Duckworth. What on earth? He pled not guilty. He also testified against his mother, by uh -huh. the way, saying that he had seen her making a clay figure of one of her victims. But 
it didn't help him to like testify against another right. man. He'd made an earlier confession to Roger Knoll, and that was read in court. Jeanette also said that she'd seen her brother asking a black dog to help him kill Ann Tamley. What? And James was found guilty. So these dogs just go around murdering people? Yeah. Well, they're familiars. I mean. Yeah. So day two of the trial. That was day one. Now we're on day two. Anne Redfern was charged with the murder of Robert Nutter. And the evidence against her was considered unsatisfactory. And she was acquitted. Which you're like, oh, how about that? Yeah, wait, what? But there's a twist. Oh. She has a second trial right there. <laughs> Again, they're this like, hey, time. just stick around, yeah. please. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. This time for the murder of Robert Nutter's dad, Christopher. So remember how old Dim Dyke had said in her confession to Roger Knoll that she had seen Anne making clay figures? Right. Those apparently were of the Nutter family. Oh, my gosh. And now she passed away in prison, but her confession was read in court. Oh. Other witnesses said that Anne was a witch, quote, more dangerous than her mother. She never admitted guilt, and she never testified against any of the other accused witches. Anne was found guilty. Oh, of course she is. Jane and John Bullcock were accused of the murder of Jeanette Dean. They both said they had not attended the secret meeting, but Jeanette Device was like, nope, I saw him there. Jane and John were found guilty. That's all it took. Alice Nutter was accused of the murder of Henry Minton. Alice didn't say anything before or during the trial except to enter her plea of not guilty. Okay. The thing that's interesting about Alice Nutter is that she was Catholic. She was known to be from a very well-known Catholic mm-hmm. family. And she was also, um, I think she was the widow of a wealthy landowner. She wasn't really the same social status as right. the rest yeah. of these. Yeah. And there is speculation that they took the opportunity to get her because they, wanted her they thought it would send a message oh. about being Catholic. Oh, okay. So the only evidence against her was that James Device said his grandmother, Old Demdike, had told him of the murder. And then Jeanette said that Alice had been at the secret meeting. Alice was found guilty. Of course. Yeah. Catherine Hewitt and Alice Gray were accused of murdering a child named Anne Folds. Jeez. James Device had said that both Hewitt and Gray had told people at the secret meeting that they had committed the murder. And Jeanette also identified Catherine as being at the secret meeting. We don't really know anything about Alice Gray as far as the evidence against her, but Catherine was found guilty and Alice was not. And there's no account of Alice's trial in Potts' book. It just, she's listed as going to trial and then she's listed as found not guilty. That's crazy. So we don't know how or why. Alison Device was the last to go on trial and the only one to be confronted by her alleged victim, John Law. Remember, that's the encounter that started this Mm -hmm. whole thing. What if they had just not passed on the road that day? Right. You know? Yeah. Everything would have. Or if he had just sold her the pen. Right. (laughs) This would have never started. When John entered the court, it's documented that Allison fell to her knees, confessed, and burst into tears. Oh, my gosh. Allison is found guilty. Oh. Now, that's the end of the trial. It's two days. (laughs) All those people on trial. All those people just took two days. Two days. Ten of the eleven accused Pendle witches were found guilty. And remember the twelfth one, Old Dim Dyke, had died in jail. Right, yeah. One interesting thing, a lot of these crimes they were convicted of were related to deaths that had occurred several years before. So and no one had thought anything of them then. But yeah, that's now, what I was gonna say. It's witchcraft. I feel like it's just a matter of like say this or right. or Right. Or else. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say about the nine year old. Yeah. The 10 that were found guilty were sentenced to death, and they were hung at Gallows Hill the very next day. Oh, my gosh. So, remember the two judges? Mm-hmm. 
Altham continued with his judicial career until his death in 1617. Okay. And then Bromley did get that promotion that he wanted. Of course he to did. To get closer. So he, he got his desired promotion to the Midlands Circuit uh-huh. in 1616. And Thomas Potts was given the keepership of mm-hmm. Skalme. Sure. S-K-A-L-M-E Park by King James I in 1615 to breed and train the king's hounds. What? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be witchcraft as well? No. <laughs> of course not. He's a man. He's a man. In the three centuries where witch trials occurred in England, less than 500 people were executed for witchcraft. So this one series of trials over two days in 1612 accounts for more than 2% of those executions. That's crazy. Also, for what it's worth, court records show that Lancashire had an unusually high amount of witch trials. Cheshire, which is right next to Lancashire, was very similar in economic problems and religious activists, but there were only 47 people indicted for causing harm by witchcraft between in this 86-year period, oh, wow. 1589 to 1675. And of those 47, only 11 were found guilty. Oh, my gosh. So we're talking about a trial... Where 10 were found guilty yeah. in this one trial. In the, yeah. And the, the mother would have been too, but she right. passed away. And really, there were several small rural areas of England that would have been experiencing the same social and economic issues mm-hmm. as Lancashire, but didn't have an outbreak of witch trials. But the thing about the Pendle area is that it was largely sympathetic to the Catholic Church, which, of course, King James was against. Right. So that also might have had something to do yeah. with the high number. Plus, Roger Knoll being... So ambitious and wanting to get the king's favor. So um, in 1998, a petition was presented to the UK Home Secretary asking for the witches to be pardoned, but it was denied. Isn't that weird? What? It's 1998. I know. I feel like, and usually they're not denied, right? No. Another petition was brought forth 10 years later asking just for the pardon of old Demdike and Mother Chaddix, but it was also denied. What? All right. So let's circle back to talk about Jeanette, yes. the nine-year-old, yeah. who gave testimony that led to the execution of 10 people, including mm-hmm. her whole family and most of her neighbors. Yeah. The writings of Thomas Potts, which included Jeanette's testimony, were included in a reference handbook called The Country Justice. And this was used, yeah, The Country Justice. The Country Justice. Was used by all magistrates. Magistrates? Magistrates. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Same of Including those in America, which led people in America to seek out testimony from children in the witchcraft trials as well. So basically, Thomas Potts' book set legal precedent for the use of child evidence in witchcraft cases. In the Salem Witch Trials in 1692, in which 19 people were hanged, most of the evidence was given by children. Children had been witnesses in earlier witch trials, but the law had said that children under the age of 14 couldn't be considered credible witnesses because they couldn't be sworn under oath. And Jeanette's testimony in the Pendle trial changed all of that. Yeah. And you just have to wonder, like, what if that hadn't happened? What if none of this had happened? Right. (laughs) What if Jeanette... What would be happening? Or what if Allison had never passed John Law on the road? What if she didn't need a pin? What if he had sold her the pin? Right. What if Jeanette hadn't testified? Or what if he had never seen anyone and then fell ill on the ground and started having whatever spell he was having, and then one of these ladies stopped by and helped him? Right. Would that still be witchcraft? If she used natural medicine to help him? Maybe. 20 years after the Pendle witches hanged, Jeanette Device was again accused of witchcraft and went on trial on March 24th, 1634. 
she was found guilty of murder and the key testimony against her in that trial was provided by a 10-year-old boy. This boy eventually admitted that he had made up his story. So she was acquitted. But in order to be released from jail, she had to pay for her boarding for the amount of time that she had spent there. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. You put me here. You were wrongfully incarcerated. But now we're going to give you a bill. So she she never got out of jail. She was Because she acquitted. was there because she couldn't pay for it because she was in jail and not working. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Records show she was still incarcerated as of August 26, 1636. So remember, her trial was March 24th, 1634. Uh-huh. And it is assumed that she died in prison, mm. even though a 10-year-old boy testified against her and later and admitted like, oh, he made it up. Way. I was joking. I just was mad at her. Gosh. Because she wouldn't play with me on the playground. Like, who knows why? So that's it. That's the story. Oh, my gosh. Of such a good story. It is wild. I know. What a whirlwind. Like, one just trickle effect mm-hmm. after another. And, I mean, it could be that, like, if Jeanette, if this had never happened, maybe some other kid somewhere would have been the first mm-hmm. one. But I just keep Because thinking. they were just looking for ways to get Oh, yeah. It. Any way they could. Yeah. You know, it's just like. Um, people who we talk about all the time who just want to close a case right. and may not necessarily get the right guy, right? Like that's what they're doing here, yeah. but they, and they get promotions out of it. And these people get to be King James favorites, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It's just the whole butterfly effect of this one. Yeah. But like, what if the Salem witch trials had never happened? Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. They probably would have anyway. Right. Just because of the people's, culture. And the time. Say, yeah. But it's just something that's just so wild to think about. Satanic panic. The impact that this trial had on future trials. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's it. The Pendle Witches. Wow. What a good story. Um, we've had a couple people who had written in to ask us to cover that one a yeah. long time ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I finally did it. So all the ways to reach us are in the show notes. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Patreon, you've got some new episodes coming next week. And we're getting samples of merchant now. And I'm we're so, so excited. excited. It's just the best. We're both so, like, um, I think possibly towards the end of next week, we'll finally be ready to go yeah. live with it. But of course, we'll let you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.